the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Renew together. I think we've been doing that already today. Definitely been sharing life together as we've uh, worshipped. He who has ears, let him hear. Matthew 13, verse 9. My friend John owned a hearing business for many years. But after uh, selling hearing aids for 30 years plus, he looked for a business that would keep going despite COVID-19 lockdowns. He bought a trucking business. <laughs> my, thought, my first thought was, wow, what does John know about the trucking business? <laughs> he's a hearing aid guy. <laughs> but he's brought his people skills and his business skills into this new industry. And I've got to be honest, I'm thinking, wow, my friend's just living my dream. <laughs> Until we stayed with him in March. And I saw firsthand the administration hours involved in running a big trucking business and all the organising and getting loads for everybody, every day, all day. It's easy to look at others, isn't it, and think that their lives are easier or so much better than ours without knowing the sacrifices or the work that's gone in to getting there. John may have sold a business that he had built up for 30 years, but he bought one that had been built up from nothing by someone else for 30 odd years, a man with health issues. Our new series starting today is called Renew Together, and formerly this was called uh, Prayer and Self-Denial. And over the next two weeks or so, we'll be looking at ways to support and pray for our NZBMS work across the world in new and fresh ways. And at first I was a little bit concerned that we were perhaps losing two very important disciplines in our Baptist movement, prayer and self-denial. But actually the thought of moving forward in a new season, in a very different world than we had three years ago, now excites me. Believe it or not, it excites me that we can do it different. Change is costly and scary at times. We like the familiar, don't we? I do. We can't always imagine what could work better than what we're doing right now. But like my friend John and many others in the business world have found out, that to not change with the times is equally costly. It costs people if they don't notice the signs to change. I haven't got time to give examples, but there's plenty of them. We've mostly spoken, you know, of COVID in the negative sense, in negative terms, because it's been just so jolly disruptive, hasn't it? But as we've found this morning, we can do life even with disruption. So what if the church was to emerge stronger, more relevant, more resilient, and more deeply centered on knowing Christ and making him known? Christians are asking many questions at the moment. How should we do church now? 
What are the new opportunities to share our faith? Where's God leading us? And what's our mission now in a new world? Finally, does God move with the times? Good question. And from Scripture, we can say a resounding yes. You know, without compromising His character or His holiness, God is continually doing new things. If we just think about Jesus, the resurrected Jesus appearing on the beach, and there His disciples are out trying to fish. These are professional fishermen. They've been going all night and they've caught zero. But like me, <laughs> I'm about that good. But Jesus says, throw your nets on the other side of the boat. Mm. The disciples, tired and frustrated at this whole night fishing with nothing, could have actually called out, don't you think we've already tried that? You know, they could have been really had attitude, couldn't they? Or they could have said, Jesus, this isn't our first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> you come and have a go. <laughs> but no, their humility paid off. They listened, they acted, they did exactly what he said, and as a result, fed many families that day. The nets were so full they couldn't even pull them in. Isaiah 43:19 says, "Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you be aware of it?" What a great question. Will you be aware of it? And I'm going to pose that question to each one of us today. Are we aware of what God's wanting to do in our life today? Are we aware of what he wants to do through us? Are we aware how we can renew together in these days? He's doing something new. In fact, those six words jumped out at me so dramatically this week that I've called this message, Will You Be Aware of It? That's the uh, name of the message, if you hadn't got that. And it takes an open mind and a soft heart to listen to new things, to new methods, to learn from others. It takes that soft heart and, a, and an open mind and to accept that we may not have all the answers, and finally, to change our ways. That's often the hardest thing, isn't it? But as Chronicles 7 verse 14 says, and I, I'm sure many of us have, have learned this scripture, says, And if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, it takes a little bit of doing to humble ourselves. If we don't, something else will. Better to humble yourself and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Uh, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So we might not have all the answers now, but we know our God does. We know he wants to start with us to heal our land. Let's turn to Matthew 13, if you've got your Bibles. We're going to read our scripture today, and it's verses 1 to 9. And you might be wondering, what's this got to do with Renew Together? Hopefully all will be revealed soon. Matthew 13, 1 to 9. That day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. And large gather crowds gathered to him, 
So he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the road soil, on the good soil, and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty-fold. He who has ears, let him hear. So today, my prayer and my hope is that uh, we're humbly listening to God for what's next. We're humbly willing to change if there's something we can change so we can be renewed together. You know, it's our response, isn't it, to God's word that will turn things around. Not just by talking about it, but it's by our response, by getting stuck in. The parable that we've just read is an absolute gem. And it's as up-to-date as ever. I just um, read it in whole new eyes this week for our broken world today. See, Jesus' hearers didn't get it. The people around him on the beach, they just didn't get it. What's this guy saying? You know? And in fact, Jesus wasn't even worried that they didn't get it. That's what's really surprising. But he did explain it to his disciples privately. And even they struggled with it. These truths were recorded down for true God seekers throughout all generations, I believe, that were to come. Sadly, the generation that heard it firsthand just missed it. And sadly, so could we. We could miss it too, unless we have our ears on. Will we hear what God is saying to us today? And I always thought this parable was speaking about unbelievers' response to the gospel, and I sort of saw it as an evangelistic sort of tool. In one sense it is, but there's another whole layer here. And if we bring it into 2022, it's the church that needs to hear this. The two consistent factors in Jesus' story are the sower and the seed. The same sower same, sows the same seed everywhere that day. That's the constant. Same sower, same seed went to every type of soil. It's the soil that determines the effectiveness of the crop. See, it's, the, it's where it landed that counts. It's how it lands on our heart, the word of, whether the word of God achieves its purpose. See, the sower, I, I just believe he must have been a very generous and hopeful sower. He sows where no one else would have sown. He chucks it everywhere. You could even say he was reckless and extravagant with the seed. And at today's prices, he may not have been asked back to sow next year. <laughs> Probably used way too much. Aaron works it all out every year, down to the last point of a hectare. And boy, if we use too much, woo. <laughs> 
But that's God's heart, you know. That's God's heart that everyone should hear. Or at least have a glimpse of the kingdom of God. We sang about that this morning, God's love. His, his love is as strong to the hard-hearted as it is to the tender-hearted. It's the same. His love is consistent. And so the seed goes everywhere, on good places and hard places. And we're going to look at that, first, that hard place first, the first soil type in verse 4. However, it's not really even soil, is it? It's not even soil. It's stony and hard. And Jenny and I have actually noticed sort of a harshness of spirit in some Christians lately. Many of them have dropped out of fellowship for reasons that they, they give or justify. Busyness is the most common one. But some have lost their trust in others and um, even perhaps search for faults in the church. And in our time in ministry, we've never known a time when so many Christians are willing to pull down ministries and write off groups, especially successful ones, for their methods, beliefs, or questionable practices. And Jenny's given me permission to share this story. She experienced this firsthand the other night, in the middle of the night. And in the middle of the night, Jenny felt physically, emotionally, and spiritually attacked. And this was an enemy attack. This was more than just worrying about something or overthinking something at 2 a.m. I was out to it, asleep in another bed, bedroom because of, a, of COVID. But this was an enemy attack on Jenny after having spent some time with a well-meaning Christian who was in our home. And after a barrage of criticism and attack on the church and sweeping statements about the government, she admitted she'd never really trusted anyone in authority. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't protect freedom of speech, not at all. But how can we reach an unbelieving world with this precious seed if our own hearts are stony, hard, and judgmental and I'm speaking to myself too let's allow the Spirit of God to do surgery on us to remove our stony hearts as the Bible says and replace them with a heart of flesh when we stay in fellowship and I'm preaching to the converted because you're all here today iron sharpens iron we, we rub on each other and rub the rough edges off and it sometimes hurts. <laughs> but we learn to love each other, warts and all. Amen? When we do life together and keep going when it's tough. Jenny and I spent a total of 31 years attending one church, serving under seven pastors. And each of those pastors had a different leadership style and gifting, as you would expect. And it wasn't easy at times to hang in there. And as a leadership team, we had our differences, but we worked through them. I remember one old guy that was real hard going said, the real Christian never gives up, <laughs> stays with the team, because we wanted to keep our hearts right. We wanted soft hearts 
to hear God's will for the church and get that bigger picture. And because, and here, catch this, our kids were watching how we handled conflict. Our three boys watched how we handled conflict in leadership. See, this soil type, if we can even call it soil, needs softening. It just needs softening. We need to take out that hard heart and have a heart of flesh at times, eh? And man, I made, some, I made so many mistakes. Man, I would have been a better elder on the leadership team if I'd been a pastor first. <laughs> the second soil type in verse 5 and 6 is great. There's just not enough of it. It's what Jesus calls the shallow soil. These Christians have only known good times and may well have been entertained. They might have been, you know, babied along in the form of an exciting church program, laid on, and favorite verses and quotes about God's grace that ease the conscience. But true discipleship sounds far too scary for them, and any corrective word or rebuke causes hurt with the pastoral team. This generally leads to being offended easily and taking up offences on behalf of other shallow soil believers. When the going gets really tough or they're really not feeling it, they move on or simply stop attending. See, Jesus is saying the problem here is according you know, to, to him was that there was simply not enough depth to the soil. Seeds need their roots to go down deeper than these Christians have allowed them to. Nothing wrong with the soil, just not enough of it. See, trials and overcoming obstacles form deeper soil. Sticking with people that are different or difficult form deeper soil. Being disciplined by the word and others form deeper soil. And finally deciding to never quit forms deeper soil. Jesus said when the sun had risen, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. One of my favorite verses it was actually made into a song when I was in hospital and I had it on a podcast for 38 days. It was Psalm 62, verse 6. And we read it at the beginning, I will not be shaken. If you want a reason to stick at it, look behind you. Who's following your example? This soil type and your disciples need depth. The third soil type was deep enough to support a wealth of stuff, including thorns and weeds. In fact, in time, the weeds did so well, they choked out the good seed. This is good stuff, Jesus. That's me. Matthew didn't need to elaborate much about this soil. The thorns speak for themselves. In fact, they were there in the first place. They were there before the seed in verse 7. If we read verse 7. This one is a constant challenge for me. Busyness. 
Some would say that busyness chokes out the word of God. Simplify and the weeds will simply disappear. Sounds good. And in many cases that's true. But Jesus left this one up to the reader to figure out. There's just one line. He knew that everyone would have a different coping ability. For some, one thing on in a weekend makes for a very stressful two days. For other people, they can handle back-to-back activity. As a pastor and as an employer, I've come to realize that some people can cope with pressure and some need more space. (laughs) Time out. More notice. More explanation. More encouragement. More jollying along. I'm sure you've heard the statement, if you you want something done, ask a busy person. (laughs) I'm not sure that we can say that weeds necessarily only represent activity. Because like a rubber band, if we think about a rubber band, it requires some stretch to make it work. Some stretch and stress, I meant to bring one, is healthy and aids productivity. But too much stress on a rubber band, you know what happens, pang, it's certainly not sustainable. Too much stress. But is that the root of the weed problem? The weeds and thorns that choke out the gospel and the word of God in us, I believe, are actually wrong motives and wrong values and priorities. We'll always have time and we'll always make space for the things we value the most. If we really value something, we'll find time. We'll carve it out somehow. We tend to make time for the activities we love. But the real test is whether we create space for those we care about. Ahead of stuff we have to do. That's priorities. Are we making space for God? Every day. For family. And finally our work and ministry. In that order. God first. Family second. Work third. When Jesus is Lord of us, we'll seek his kingdom and his values first, then family, and then time with people. Why have we begun a series called Renew Together with the Parable of the Sower? Well, I believe God is showing us something through this, this parable that's about getting along. See, we're made from the dust of the earth. We're told in Genesis that he took some dust and made Adam. And he said it was good. So the first soil was good. But since Adam, we've all messed up. Every one of us. And in order to be renewed together, we have to become aware of the poor condition of our own soil. And our own sin. The sin we've done by confessing it. Through Jesus, that's our our way forward. We confess it and move on. Renewal requires humility. He doesn't want, I'm sorry. He wants real humility. Depth of character. 
and the wisdom only God provides. Those three things, wisdom, character, and humility. Jesus knew we couldn't change in our own strength, so he generously provides his Holy Spirit power to help us. And that's what Jesus meant by he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Just going to wrap this up by saying that maybe my friend John could apply his knowledge of listening and hearing and hearing aids to bring renewal to the trucking industry. <laughs> Most truckies I know need Jesus. <laughs> so perhaps our homework for the week is to begin renewing the soil of our hearts through daily intimate prayer to Father God. Then pray for others. And finally, ourselves in that order. God first, then others, then us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful parable. As a preparation to getting along, to being renewed, Lord. And thank you that we can we can take steps to deepen our soil and and be more productive for you by sticking with it and hanging out and hanging out with those that will perhaps challenge us and, and provoke a bit of thought and even a rebuke now and again, Lord. And so, Lord, help us to have ears that will hear correction and, and um, discipleship. Jesus, we thank you that you modelled all this. You stuck it out to the end. You despised the shame of the cross and hung there naked to take on our, our shame, the shame that should have been ours. You took the whipping that should have been ours, the beating with rods, the thorns on your head, all to make deeper soil in those who would follow you that we might be renewed together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.